721, Hamburger Technology. Hey, hello, and welcome to Technorama, the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. And when I say lighthearted, I mean, we're going to have fun, whether you like it or not. So there. <laughs> Deal with Take it. Take that. <laughs> and everybody just, like, swiped right, and the podcast is gone. My name is Chuck yeah. Tomasi, and joining me right over there is Craig Stepp. How are you, Craig? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. 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 Short week coming up. We'll talk more about that later. No, it's it's probably going to be a long week. No, it's a long uh, weekend, but it's a yeah. it's a short work week. Yes, it two is. Two days. Two days. Only two days. That's right. Sometimes I go. Why? Why bother? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to slack off. They'll never know. No. Yeah. It, what it, my calendar looks like? Everybody took the five days and went crash into yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Oh yeah, I've been canceling meetings left and right. Uh, That's the that fun part. On my, yeah, you know, uh, that appear on the PTO off. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do that for Iceland too. It's like denied, denied, mm-hmm. denied. Oh, yeah. All right. Shall we begin? We had some feedback. We had a question of the week from last week that we asked. So let's jump right into it with our letters. Two weeks ago. Mail, man, mail, man, mail today. Two weeks ago. Those They're late. I love those letters. Really late. Let's find out what you've got to say. Hey, oh, hey. Mailman. Mail today. It's okay. It's alright. Alright, our question of the week last week was. Waiting for this to finish up there we go question of the week last week was if you had to pick one dream job from any fictional universe what would it be and kyle who happens to be online he gave his answer on the dog days podcast too but i like it anyway yes he said the custodian of warehouse 13 loved the show that one it seemed like the custodian was always like trying to chase things down that was sort of the 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 fix-it person that didn't seem like an easy job but it seemed interesting yeah, so, you know, security was kind of lacking in that place. Let's see. Weber Baker says galactic pot healer from Philip K. Dick book and character. I do <laughs> not know that one. So color me ignorant on that one. And my friend Craig Watson, he says researcher for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I that didn't that didn't work out so good for Ford. I don't think. <laughs> You're the person who filed away the. Uh, the notice that the interstate is coming through, right? Right. Uh, Fritz says, astronaut in Gattaca, of course, with the right DNA. Oh, yeah. Ow. Dream job, but I pity the invalids, the invalids. <laughs> now, here's a comment that gets me uh, excited here. Yes. Uh, Stephen Wetchie says, Technorama podcast intern. There you go. We need an intern. That's a, not, uh, that's a fictional universe? Well, or maybe we're fictional and we just... Is it like that uh, Matrix thing? You know, you, or do you exist? Or read on, read on. He'll he'll get to that part. All right. In a fictional universe, see, where y'all both have Bill Gates level of money. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody's been accused of that in podcasting. Um, and could hire me to live comfortably and browse the internet for content. All right. Well, we'll get, when we get there, we'll let you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle says, it's only fictional in NCAF's podcast. Nothing here yeah. is, real. is real. That's right. Nothing here. I thought he was talking about the country when he was saying nothing here is real. <laughs> I didn't quite understand that one. Or Canada. Nothing in, nothing in Canada is real. All right. What was your fictitious job in a fictional universe? Oh, man. I kind of went back and forth on it. Um, oh, wait. we I have. Was, a, I'm sorry. You have a couple on your post and I have one on mine. Oh, let me pull it up then. Um, you have several. You have 10 on yours. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, people like me. So Gary, Gary Landry said you, nerf you're, herder. You're paying for posts. <laughs> Chat yeah, GPT responses. It. Yeah. Uh, Gary Landry said nerf herder from the low expectation expressed. It must be an easy job. <laughs> or, um, or Planet Express. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'll go through the thread here. So Steve London replied to him and said, yeah, uh, I was going to be that, a nerf herder. And then Jack Mangan replied in and said, uh, do you have to be a scruffy looking? <laughs> yes. A scruffy says, looking It's obligated. Herder. Steve London says it's obligated. Gary Linder said, I always thought that scruffy wasn't in the insulting part. Mm, scruffy and being yeah. a nerf herder. Mm-mm. I resemble that remark. And um, Steve, Steve London said, one will never know. All right, read on with some original comments. That was a long thread. That was a long thread. Uh, Steve London, again, says, chairman of the board for Whaling Corporation. Wait, why does Whaling Corporation sound really familiar? Was that Ready Player One? uh, Aliens and uh, uh, Blade Runner and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, Jack Mangan says, field research. Wait. (laughs) Another one. And field researcher for the Hitchhiker's Guide. Wow, yeah. we have we have multiple interview candidates for this position. That's right. And Raph Raph Wangler says science officer on Star Trek might rethink that posting on the flagship, though. Yeah, they get all kinds of. Weird, I, I got another situations. Star Trek one too. My sister Suzette says holodeck inspector for psychic safety. You know what? I, so I thought about uh, out the job that I would want. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm not sure what the position would be called, but I want to be the one they, you know, like the enterprise, uh, they let Starfleet know that we're engaging the Borg. I want to be the one that takes the call. Switchboard operator. <laughs> I thought you said you were wanted to be the one to, uh, hold the ceremony, the mat, the marriage ceremony. Cause they always engage the Borg, but nobody ever follows through the wedding. <laughs> right. That's right. Got cold feet. Yeah. Uh, mine would be, be the one taking the call. Pretty much anyone who works in the Emerald City in the land of uh, in you know, on Oz, because mm. you think about the song they sing: "We get up at noon and go to work at one, take an hour for lunch, and then at two we're done." <laughs> That's the job I want. <laughs> All right, yeah, sounds good to me. I guess, yeah. Not even sure when they punch in. <laughs> yeah, I see. Kr- John Kratzer said, "IT director for the Rebellion." Uh, yeah, you, you got a lot of wiring to finish up on the Death Star. Oh, oh wait, no, the, gotta, the Rebellion. No. I was thinking of the yeah. Empire. It's like, crap, we got to move bases again. Start unplugging. <laughs> <laughs> you try running wire through the ice on Hoth. Hey, what's the pa- the password for the new Wi-Fi at the new Rebel base? Uh. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. That's the same as how my luggage. <laughs> Vader sucks. Exclamation point. 
Yeah. Anakin equals Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Vader equals Luke's dad. No one will ever guess that. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, Luke's in. <laughs> Alrighty, that finishes up our questions. We're going to have another one for you at the end of the show, though. Another letter from our listeners. Followed immediately by history. On this day in history for August 30th, 2023, it's the 242nd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are one, two, three days remaining in 2023. Wow. Yeah, it's going fast, isn't it? It's the end of August. It's the end of August. It was on this date in 1873 that Austrian explorers Julius, or is it Julius? It's Austrian. So I'm going to go with Julius von Peer and Karl Weiprecht discovered the archipelago of Franz Josef Land in the Arctic Sea. Also on this on today in 1909, um, Burgess Shale fossils were discovered by Charles Doolittle Walcott. Maybe he did little to find them. Yeah, he's August, talking to the animal. August 30th. That, that was a different Doolittle, as was <laughs> no. the guy who flew the planes. August 30th, 1916, Ernest Shackleton completed the rescue of all of his men stranded on Elephant Island in Antarctica. And if you don't know that story, wow. Amazing survival story. Yeah, it was. Yes. Also on August 30th, 1984, the Space Shuttle Discovery took off on its maiden voyage on missing mission, mission. STS-41D. This <laughs> <laughs> <It's> is <just> missing. <laughs> well... I was like, wait, wait, missing? I don't remember that story. I'm missing Discovery. What season was yeah. that back in 1984? Yeah. Happy, happy birthday goes out of the state to English novelist and playwright Mary Shelley. She wrote Frankenstein. Born on this date in 1797. Okay. And Dutch chemist and academic, brace yourself, kids, and Nor- Pro- Nobel Prize laureate Jacobus Henricus Van Hoff was born 171 years ago today. Ooh, your Dutch needs work, but okay. There was a space in there and a high uh, an apostrophe. I don't get. Okay, it's Dutch though. It's going to be Jacobus. Yeah, I Carl David Tolmerunga, the German mathematician, physicist, and spectroscopist. There's a word for you. I think that's the first time we've used that one. If that comes this. up in in uh, Scrabble, I win. Uh, he was yeah. born today in 1856. Swedish chemist and physicist. A physicist, Nobel Prize laureate, Theodor Svedberg, born on this date in 1884. He's Swedish. It's Theodor. Sure, okay. Austrian mathematician Olga Toskitod was (laughs) born 117 (laughs) years ago today. That name's just fun to say. It is. And John Mockley, American physicist and co-founder of the first computer company, was born on that same date in 1907. American pilot and astronaut Jack Swigert. (gasps) Oh, The one Kevin Bacon played? He was born in 1931. Not Kevin Bacon, Jack Swigert. Okay. Um, <laughs> is there, there, I'm sure they're connected to some degree there. Yeah. I also get it. born on the same date in 1956, American actor, producer, screenwriter, Frank Conniff. <gasps> TV's Frank? I was, was going to say, wait a minute, that's TV's Frank. Conniff. It is TV's Frank. Yeah, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listener birthdays this week include August 30th is Maximilian Bjorsten from Stockholm. Tim Downing from who knows where on the 31st. 
September 1st, David Klimkin and Scott Tyler's on the 2nd. We knew that already. Yeah. He won't be celebrating his birthday with us. We'll raise a no. toast to him anyway. And Here we do. Ben yeah. Vaughn on September 5th. Happy birthday to all of you. If it's your birthday out there this week and you're not on our calendar, well, I got two things for you. One, happy birthday, even if sure. you're not on the calendar. And two, you can make it your birthday. Wait. We'll tell you your birthday. <laughs> we'll find out your you birthday. Identify, you identify this as your birthday. Go over go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday. Craig's going to put that banner on there for you for people watching at home. Yep. And we'll make it your birthday. We'll we'll find out your birthday if you put it on our calendar. That didn't sound what? right any way you look at it. That's the way yeah, it was. Our, our, on our private the... investigator will find your birthday. <laughs> We're getting to the private investigator later in this show. Yeah. August 30th, 2023. Happy birthday. Where are we going with this? Oh, we got to fade him out. Whee! Okay. All faded out, and next is oh, some news, random light blue button says. Good news, everyone. Oh, I'm going to say that a lot next week. <laughs> I know. A lot. Oh, a lot. Like every 30 be... feet in the parade. Yeah. Our first news story is uh, there's another solar eclipse. Now, a lot of people know about the total eclipse that's happening on April 8th, 2024, right? Yep. There's an annular eclipse, which is where the moon is slightly smaller because elliptical orbit doesn't always cover the whole sun. It's there. Right. So it's a little further away and you get what they call the ring of fire. Don't start singing Johnny Cash. Thank you very much. We'll get in trouble. Well. Ring of fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one is going uh, not up the Midwest coast from Texas to Ohio and up to Maine. This one's coming down. From like Oregon through Nevada and Utah, just hitting the the four corners, which is Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona, which I think would be a really cool picture from that place on that time. And then sliding down almost parallel to the Texas-Mexico border. It'll eventually hit Brazil and whatnot. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be traveling for this one. It's like on a Monday morning, October 23rd, 2023. So if you're in that path of totality, I'll probably put on the glasses and, and give a glance and go, Ooh, a lot of the sun is gone, but you know how much light comes through even when not all of the sun is covered. I know I was, I was just about to say. That, uh, you know, obviously they were very cautious for people to look at the last eclipse that we had. Yeah, don't I can imagine that this one be even more so because it's a little bit on either on the side. It should it probably it's very dangerous, I would imagine. Uh, they're all dangerous. Don't ever look at the sun without I know, I mean, protection. Like, like leave, it would uh, mess up your retina for sure. Gary says he's traveling to see the 2024 one. I thought about it. And, and you know what? It, it kind of bothers me because the media is saying this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Only if you were born since 2017, you had an opportunity <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah. I don't understand why they're making such a big deal out of the 2024. I think it's because way more people are going to see this because it's like cruising through Columbus, Ohio, and Dallas, Texas. It's running over a lot of populated areas, which I'm not real keen about, but as opposed to the one in 2017 that went through like Nowheresville, Wyoming, that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I actually had a good time with the, with the last one, um, trying to, yeah. you know, um, the whole family got together and we were able to see it and I was had fun trying to record it at the same time. Even the, what's funny is it's one of those things that you go to record it and, uh, it's almost like trying to record an explosion, you know, you we'll catch lightning set up on, and everything, yeah. but it's only this, it's like happens. It's done. <laughs> no, you actually, I was surprised how long it was in totality. It was, it felt like yeah, long time, but it was about 80 seconds, 90 seconds. It was, it was fairly long when the, you know, from the time you see the last glint of what they call so, Bailey's beads and then to the next one. Well, you started having fun with the, uh, you know, with the, uh, the curved shadows on the ground and. Oh, and and the, the high definition shadows. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. But we had a good time. I, I think I still got my glasses from last time. Keep them around. You'll need. You may need hey, them again soon. Yeah, I was talking about the video I, ma- I made. Oh, Kyle's like, going too. Cool. Uh, the video I made uh, right before it started, the clouds went over the moon, and I went. I was like, "No!" And then you could see them evaporate away that quick. That's always yeah, the risk. If I had to give some recommendation, I would say stick to the southern states like New Mexico, or, New Mexico or Texas on this one. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Oregon. It's you know October. It's probably going to be overcast. Yeah, maybe. All righty. Shall we proceed on to the next story? Sure. This Why is not? an interesting one because uh, the Polish railway system. Now, Poland is helping out Ukraine. and We're helping out Ukraine. And a lot of countries are helping out Ukraine with this conflict that's happening over there. And the railway system apparently doesn't use any kind of encryption. They just use straight up radio signals on yep. what was it? 150.1 megahertz. And, uh, yeah, that sounds right. And if you know the right tones, and all I can think of is like the NBC tones. Doom, doom, doom. Uh, <laughs> if you know the right three tones, you can send a train over a radio frequency and emergency shutdown. So that's what some of the hackers have been doing. And they've known this is an issue. They're working on replacing the radio system with something that uses a little more security, but that won't be available for a couple of more years. In the meantime, Russian people have like tapped into this. They said, we're going to disrupt it. So uh, it's not like there's no risk of trains crashing into each other or anything, but because mainly they're coming to a stop. But anyone for as as little as thirty dollars, well, yeah. I mean, it'll screw up all the schedules for. You got a train being... stopped and you're coming through. No, yeah. The, the trick is you have to be pretty close, yeah, unless okay. you have a mega super transmitter with you know fifty thousand megawatts of energy blasting at this train. You have to be within a few yards or even a mile or so would be the the furthest distance you can get. So it's, wow. it's interesting. <laughs> hey, what's that guy with all that crazy electronic equipment doing on the side of the road, aiming at our train? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be that hard to you know, figure out who did it. Well, they, as you mentioned, they were talking about how long it would take them to, they're were, they were working on replacing it and how long it's going to take. I'm like, you know, with some, just some basic technology nowadays, you think it'd be pretty simple to swap out. Well, Frequency hopping's been around for decades. I'm not sure why they didn't think of this originally. Unless they're using World War II era radios, which may mm-hmm. be a possibility. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, you know. Crazy when you I think get, of the, the vulnerabilities that are out there. How many? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I have a, I use a Signal, which is a encrypted uh, end-to-end messaging platform. I go on my phone. You think it's pretty simple for them to swap something out, <laughs> you know? I, it's, it's, yeah, you're dealing with a whole railway system, though. I know. I know. I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying it just seems that way. Yeah, it, it's not like you can push a software upgrade on this one. Well, I haven't researched their their railroads, so I don't know. But yeah. Gary said he wants to see five eclipses in his lifetime. Well, there's five always lunar them. eclipses. They're far more frequent. I think I've seen five of them in the last few years. Uh, I've probably seen about three in my life, I think. Uh, I remember one at, when we were at school. That's when I was... A lunar eclipse? Around. You know where the... Oh, you mean solar eclipses. Yeah. yeah, I think it's around in the fourth or fifth grade, I yep. think. Yep. Um, I saw one during the day. Uh, That's usually when solar eclipses happen. <laughs> Stop. I'm saying I, I remember... Uh, <laughs> stupid. Uh, I saw one in the middle of the day. I'm trying to remember when that was. That was in the mid-90s, I think. I don't think it was a full eclipse. And then there was the one recently. So, yeah, I've seen about three or four. Four, and every uh, once in a while, I'll sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And Speaking of eclipses. And I tried using the Eclipse IDE one time. <laughs> I never could get the hang of that thing. Are we off track yet? Speaking of yeah. trains. <laughs> Kyle I never says could it, get the hang of that it takes just a little more skill to weaponize a remote shutdown, but you can imagine how to do it. Yeah. That's right. Okay, third news story we have is a truly mind-boggling breakthrough. Graphene could potentially help kickstart our hydrogen industry cheaply and sustainably. So graphene, I have a definition for you. It's a single single layer of carbon atoms arranged in a 2D honeycomb lattice. It is renowned for its remarkable strength, conductivity, and thinness, making it one of the most promising and versatile materials in the fields of science and technology. And what they discovered is that protons, you know, those little things that are in this nucleus of an atom, Mm -hmm. protons can, uh, like, tunnel their way through along what they call nanoscale wrinkles. And in fact, they actually speed up. Because at first they thought graphene was impermeable to all this stuff. I'm not sure the whole physics and how this helps hydrogen or not, but... They're saying this could unlock a lot of stuff because traditional ways of generating hydrogen had environmental impacts, and this does not, increasing our yeah, ability was... to get to a net new, uh, net carbon, net zero. No, net zero was the ISP. What am I looking for here? <laughs> well, I think that's technically what you're talking about, <laughs> net zero, but yeah, I understand. So, yes, that was the cool. ISP. There's a lot of interesting pictures, none of which I understand under a microscope or some that look like they were made by an old Commodore VIC-20 with big color blocks. <laughs> That's what I thought. I like, like, oh, it looks like they uh, got they broke out the 8-bit graphics for this one. We we will be playing PowerPoint karaoke at, uh, at our Dragon Con panel, and oh, how I wanted to steal this slide. <laughs> oh, I think I got a couple of good ones. Oh. Do those things, do they need to be uh, related, the three that I I choose? No, the idea is just to make them as confusing (laughs) as possible. 
Oh, okay. You you right. you want you want to get whoever's presenting. You just want to like throw an image at them and get them to think fast. Make a story right. out of this. Right. A lot of fun. All right, that takes care of the news. We're going to do one from the hacks and strange stories that I saw. I was watching the news. I had a quick business trip over to Illinois this week. And when I woke up, what was it? Thursday morning, Friday, I think it was Thursday morning or Friday morning. I mm-hmm. saw something that just screamed oh. Technorama you know what? at me. I almost put this in here because you said something and I was like, maybe I shouldn't. Why not? But... <laughs> Why not? Okay. So there was a viral mm. video last year of a gentleman at a mm-hmm. baseball game. He had a beer and a hot dog, which is pretty standard fare at a hot. Uh, you know, so like, what's the what's the catch here? Well, he took the straw. He had a he had a plastic straw, and he ran it lengthwise through the hot dog, making a hot dog tube, which maybe that's why they call them tube steaks. And then he proceeded to drink his beer through the hot dog straw, not mm-hmm. the straw that he used to carve out the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could almost see this tasting pretty good: beer and hot dog together. It sounds better than pickle. I'd like to like. see you drink that in public like that. Guess what we're doing this weekend? I would do it. I would do it. So Oscar Mayer (laughs) caught on to this and went, Mm -hmm. we are going to start selling, I believe they're plastic. I don't think they're actually like Frankfurter hot dog kind of things. They they started selling them on their website. Hot dog straws. I just looked. They're sold out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh. What a world we live in. Things you didn't need, you, you you didn't know you needed until it was invented. Oh, boy. And I saw yeah. this on the Today Show, the morning talk show. <laughs> I don't know how much the hot dog straw cost. Probably more, you than, more than your average hot dog. Oh, you want to share a picture? Let's share a picture. I mean, you're already talking about it, so. Let's see. Add to here. So there's a video or a screenshot <laughs> of the guy drinking it. And then Oscar Mayer came out with their hot dog straw. Let's see if I can blow that up. Hmm. So this is this is a video of the guy. Now someone was recording this over his shoulder, which blows me away. Ah, there's my beer. Don't put your beer in the aisle. And the guy, the guy making the video made absolutely no sound effects or comments like, what, 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 what? <laughs> oh boy. Am I, am I believing what I'm seeing? <laughs> I thought that was good. The hot dog straw. That's Tectorama for you. Lisa says, do they salt flavor the hot dog straws? Because otherwise, why bother? <laughs> yeah, Salting I don't know, the, I guess. You know, I I had a Dos Equis lime and salt, and I really didn't care for it. I can do the lime. I can't. If you put salt in things, and I'm not expecting it, it <laughs> tastes kind of gross, like Gatorade. And I'm like, I don't, if I want a Gatorade, I go drink oh. Gatorade. But I don't want I don't want a beer that satisfies my electrolytes. <laughs> yeah, it's what plants crave. Carbon neutral. That's what I was after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle Kyle knows the key the. The engineering keywords. The secret words. This is Technorama. We don't have to know anything. That's, there's our T-shirt. <laughs> there's this year's T-shirt. This is yeah. Technorama. We don't have to know anything. <laughs> That's right. We're working on it for you, patrons. 
All right, quick shout out to the chat room. Yeah. Yeah. They're moving on. All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we got Kyle and Gary. We had Lisa for a little bit. Thank you very much. Uh, Drew was here all the way from London. Wow. Drew, get some sleep, man. Like 2 a.m. over there. <laughs> these, these people are crazy. Uh, Chuck's in the old man mode now. <laughs> he, he gets, he, he, go, go to he, he, you know, he subscribes to our YouTube channel because you wouldn't ordinarily jump in and go, Hey, I wonder if Technorama's on tonight. Although yeah. knowing Drew, he probably puts it on his calendar, goes, Oh, time for Technorama. Well, all you have to do is say, Notify me. I know. Yeah, yeah I'm there. So, and, and he wakes up at, 1.30 a.m. going, oh. Yeah, again, Lisa's on the salt thing again. So in that case, salt or no salt rim on a margarita? I, sometimes I'm in the mood for it. Most of the times I'll take it without. I'll If it's not there, I won't complain. If it is there, it needs to be light. I've had way too salty margaritas. Although mm -hmm. another good one is, was it Old Bay? Is a good thing to put on the, the rim too. I like a little bit of, oh, a little bit like of spice. One of the, what do they call it? A dirty margarita or? Something like that is that I've had some that were, had chili in a it. A little bit uh, of chili spice. Not, not yeah. like I've, I had one, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was nasty hot. I, I, the, the drink was hot. The rim was hot. Everything was way over spiced. Yeah. I, I shared it with it. like my entire family and it still took us like two and a half hours to get rid of that. And it wasn't a big glass. Yeah. I forget what they called it where I went, but, uh. I was like, you know what? That sounds good. I'm gonna give it a shot. So they had the, uh, it's probably Old Bay or something like that on it. And it had some chili uh, uh, in the drink yeah. itself. And I, I thought that was pretty good. Dried up Carolina Reapers in the drink. No, thanks. <sighs> oh, good Lord. All right. Should we do the remember when? I think we, yes, that's our next thing, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. So the Remember One segment is when we take a look back at things that are fun and interesting from history and our historic thing this time is... From the Wayback Machine. From the Wayback Machine. From Mac Rumors, actually. There's an Apple One ad that was handwritten by Steve Jobs to... It was like the draft that he wanted the advertising agency to put in, uh, what was it, Interface Magazine back in yeah. 1976, I think it was. This is this is a piece of note paper that's got some handwriting on it. It even has Steve Jobs' uh, street address and phone number. Wonder what you yeah. get if you if call you need that help, now. contact me. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder what you get if uh, if you call that number today. Thank you for calling the voicemail of Steve Jobs. My vo I'm not <laughs> yeah. available to take your call right now. I'll get back to you as soon as I am. Wait, Tom, may cause uh, longer than you know. <laughs> the voicemail box is full. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, but this actually did, it, it was funny, it says, board only plus manual, $75, a real deal. <laughs> a real deal. <laughs> that reminds me of Eddie Murphy's sketch, what a bargain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It, it says, you know, we need, we need to sell some chopsticks. How do we get, we need a hook for this ad. What a bargain. <laughs> well, you know they're, who they're advertising to because you can see he's, Laying out all the detail, the tech details in the oh my gosh, yeah, ads these it. days would. Uh, it, it granted, it is in a very technical magazine, so things like that would matter. Today, you'd never get away with an ad that had so many specs in it, like eight byte, eight K bytes of RAM, 
full CRT terminal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 58 ICs, which includes 16 for 8K of RAM, exclamation oh. point, exclamation point. <laughs> that so is funny. A real deal. This piece of ad, I don't know if it came with the real ad and the two pictures that were included, over $175,000 US at auction. Exactly, Eric's. That's right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was it? I was trying to. He's got it. <laughs> I got it on here somewhere. Where's he at? I think he's over here. There was also an operational Apple ah. One computer signed by Steve Wozniak that sold for two hundred twenty-three thousand and a night. <laughs> That's it. Exactly, <laughs> Eric's. And a nineteen seventy-six <laughs> Apple computer check signed by Jobs and Wozniak that sold for one hundred thirty-five. I think we talked about that yeah. one. It we was, talked about it last time. It, it yeah. was the check that they used to generate the PCB, or we think it's the one they used to generate the PCBs. So you see that wooden case. We talked about this at the, a little bit on the last it's episode. It's a wooden case. Yes. But, but listen, but look at it. It's funny how that same shape is what the design language of that Apple you got in there. The, in your it's house. similar it's the to the Apple II layout. Well, I mean, how many yeah. different ways can you do a motherboard and a hey, keyboard? Even the way the monitor looks on top of it. It looks like an Apple II from uh, from another era. I mean, well, it is another well, era. The like another, I like the power like, switch. It's up front and on the side. But the thing that I really like is the brass hasp <laughs> latch. <laughs> In case you want to lock it up at night so nobody steals your motherboard. I'm not sure. Get the rat's out of my case. <laughs> so you can open it up and vacuum it out when the rats do move in, like we saw with the mm-hmm. K-Pro. Yeah. All right. We get speaking of uh, pros. We want to thank our patrons. Oh, uh, hang on before you go. Yes. Uh, moving along. I didn't put a link to this, but I did see on YouTube. It was I don't watch many shorts, but this one caught my eye. And this guy, um, he had a Commodore sixty four that was gutted, had the keyboard and everything, but he <laughs> inside of it, he put one of those mini C sixty fours in it. So. So, so you open, you open it up the and... case. It looks like a regular size Commodore. You open up the case. There's a tiny one on the inside <laughs> and it was wired into the keyboard. So you could use it for, uh, uh, for real. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to blow this up so you can see there's like chicken scratch <clears throat> on the paper. There's the yeah. real ad too blurry to read. And then there's a couple of pictures. One, one is a screenshot <clears throat> of a screen, which I love. And these are the Polaroid instant pictures. And, the, the the picture on the bottom says something like, sorry, it's blurry. The camera moved. <laughs> it was the first iPhone. <laughs> and, and the case that we were lo- looking at was was this yeah. one. Which... But I, I just think it's interesting. It's really cool how, how the Apple II ended up looking similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really neat. All right, that is that Some story. fine woodworking there too, by the way amazing eighth grade carpentry class. <laughs> yeah. I built stuff like that too. A little jewelry Johnny, box for you can mom. use the computer, but first you have to make a case for it. So I go down to... may still have my eighth grade box that I'm... I do. I'm, I'm looking right at it in the closet. Eighth little, grade box of what? Uh, oh, you a made little it. wooden box with a hinge lid that I made oh. in, in grade school. I used it to keep my camera in it for a long time. In fact, I even painted yeah. a picture of the camera on the box so I'd know it was inside it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, it. This is what goes in here. A camera that looks just like this. That's right. Why are these coins in here? It was like an it's old got a camera on it. Agfa 126 instant camera, you know, with the 126 square frame. 
up. Anyway, uh, yeah. patrons. Let's get on with the patrons. We got lots more to talk about. Oh, there's some music back there. There it is. Thank you very much. These are the people that keep this show financed so that we can pay for Google storage, software upgrades, and domain registration, and all that good stuff. They float the boat. Postcards are coming soon to patrons. Craig and I will be signing them at DragonCon and mailing them from DragonCon. I have stamps and postcards in the stack of DragonCon crap that I'm bringing. Not that the postcards are the crap, but... These are the people that are going to be getting a postcard. If your address is not up to date, please update it ASAP. Uh, I sent Grant Pachoco a text message because he talked about moving, and I don't think I have his most recent address. So hmm. that, what, that's what made me think of it this week. Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, thank you, Abner Braverman and Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC, Dan D. Mancoyer, thank you, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros. I think we're just going to hand it to him. John Clifford, John Noble, Yorga Schrawen, Crazy Joe Adventures, Kyle Nishioka. We can hand him his, too. Leon, yeah. <laughs> maybe if we see him this year. We don't always see him, but many times we do. Mark Kilfoyle, Brad Miller, Mike Wills, Saturday Morning Media, Steve Weshy, Steve Cody, Steve Therian, Steve Webb, Steve London, and Tim Cook. Thank you. Thank you very much for all of your support. Postcard is a token. We're working on a new T-shirt for those $5 members. I know that uh, well, Chris MC just updated or upgraded. So, woohoo! Sweet. Let's stop that music and moving right along. Oh, did you put up the link? If you want to be a patron for as little as a dollar a show, only billable when we do a show, and you also get okay. extra content. So, let's see postcard, t shirt if you're at the right level, a shout out in the show, extra content. That's worth a buck, right? It's a win-win. Our undying love. That's what you get. Patreon.com slash Technorama Podcast. What a deal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a bargain. Such a deal. It was such a deal. Okay. Now we get into things we've been watching, listening to, or reading. I had to play the harp, sort of. Okay, fire off. What do you got? First one. Okay, the first one is I watched Asteroid City. Oh, I love that video game. Yeah, that's right. It was on Peacock, uh, which is, I was surprised it came out so soon, but it did. Uh, And it is like a, it starts off as like a fictional, like a fictional TV show. uh, And there's, it's like a play that they're putting on for the television and it's depicting a bunch of uh, life-changing events in America uh, as they're going on, uh, things like uh, the bomb and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, not the bomb. Um, uh, anyway, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I like the way it was. I like Wes Anderson, uh, his stuff a lot. Uh, but the whole thing was more of a... Uh, it was a beautiful film. That's what I meant to say. It's a beautiful film. Uh, probably wasn't my favorite uh, Wes Anderson film, but I enjoyed it. Um, my son was like, ah, it's better to look at it than to <laughs> enjoy it. I was like, okay. Well, he's a he's a tough critic sometimes. Uh, but yeah, if you like Wes Anderson movies, you're probably going to like this one just as well. All right. Good, good. My first one uh, I picked up because Julie mentioned it on our trip to iceland 
Had I known there was going to be a test, I would have studied a little harder for that trip to Iceland. At least twice we were asked, does anybody know any Icelandic musicians? <laughs> or on the uh, glacier tour, they said, has anybody seen any movies about Iceland or filmed in Iceland? And Julie said, uh, Katla. And he yeah. says, yes, you're right. And as we came off the glacier, there's like a, a little red building. She said, that building was in the movie. And Julie says, oh yeah, that's the science station where they're, although they're not really close to Vik, where the main movie is taking place. But uh, I went back and I watched. Uh, there's only one season, season one of Katla. They're maybe mm -hmm. coming out with a second one. A uh, good movie with um, some science, some supernatural to it. Uh, it was a nice okay. bl blend. Moved a little slow in spots, and because there's a volcano going off, everything's dirty and dusty, so get used to a lot of gray, darkish filters on the cameras. Uh, it, it's to make right. it look sort of dystopian. But I liked it. It was, it was a decent okay. watch. Well, the second one up, I saw a couple movies in the theater with, uh, with Harrison before he went back to school. Uh, I saw the, we saw the blue beetle. I think you had a red uh, beetle. Oh, sorry. That's the joke we're using in the skit. <laughs> <laughs> don't cross the streams. Spoiler alert, um, Kyle. <laughs> now, yeah, you, so, now you don't have to come to our panel. That was it. <laughs> right. So the blue beetle, of course, uh, you know, is the old comic from, 1935 or 39. Wow. And yeah, it's been around for quite a while. Uh, it's changed a little bit. There was, a uh, so the guy gets, uh, gets a hold of the blue beetle. Uh, it goes into his body really. And it, it produces a suit and gives him powers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there was a really good film. It had a lot of, uh, heart kind of like Shazam. You know, there's a lot of family connections to it. Uh, they're all working together. Yeah, as a family, you know, to, to, I'm not going to put any spoilers out there, but, uh, you know, to, uh, stop the lady that's trying to steal the beetle power, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, that was, it was a really good superhero film. If you're into superhero films, the blue beetle is, uh, is a great one. And actually it's the, supposed to be like the first one of the new DC movies as they're oh, kind of rebooting okay. everything. Yeah. So, Yeah. But it was good. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Had a, I can't remember his last name. Zolo. Um, he was in Cobra Kai. He's one of the kids from Cobra Kai, and he was in there. Actually, I was, I was, I was disappointed for him because I was like, okay, there's the, the actor strike, actor writer strike. Yep. And he's in this film. It's supposed to be a big deal, and he can't promote it. <laughs> it's like, well, oh. it sucks. <clears throat> it kind of sucks for well everybody in the film. So, but yeah, it was it was. It was very enjoyable, so check it out if you if you get a chance. How many superheroes do we have that are named after insects or bugs or something? There's oh Spider-Man, Blue Beetle, Ant-Man, Wasp, The Tick. Although it's... <laughs> the Tick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of them. There's yeah. a lot. It seems to be a yeah. very uh, common theme. Well, bugs have interesting power, so to speak, you know, or abilities, so... They're strong yeah, for their body yeah. weight. That's right. Okay. My next one is um, Invisible City on Netflix. 
it's uh, it, it was suggested because I watched Kotla <laughs> and among other things that that suggestion row because you watched it you know, and then it gives you the rows like, yeah, I've already watched eight out of 10 of these already. So stop bothering me. I still want some kind of flag on Netflix that goes, you've watched this because sometimes I forget. And it's like, this looks really familiar. Oh, I've already watched it. Uh, it is it takes place in Brazil. So you're okay. welcome to watch and listen to it in Portuguese. But I went with the English overdubbing and the English subtitles. And of course, when they do that, they don't always match. Like one says, yes. I'm sorry. And the other says, I apologize. Like make up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do the subtitles, get the right script. But anyway, right. Uh, it's, it's uh, about these people of the jungle, like spiritual uh, shapeshifters that go from being a jaguar to a person and back, but they only appear when they need to. Uh, a very interesting story. The The first season uh, was eight episodes, seven episodes, seven episodes. Finished that up last <clears throat> night and started watching the second season, which is five episodes. And I'm on episode three of that. Still enjoying it, but I get the feeling that season one was the stronger of the two. But it is a continuation story. So you can't see two without seeing one. So Invisible City, good stuff. I It's just a nice kickback and... Watch it go. What else All you got? Right. So we also saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. That was, If you liked Spider-Man across the universe, I mean, Spider-Verse, excuse me, uh, with that style animation, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's exactly like that style, but it's, it's very... Oh, so it's not uh, CG. No, no, no. It's okay. anime. It's an animated film. Uh, but I love the animation styles in some places it looked like somebody had just written it and kind of are drawn and trailed off with a pencil or, you know, something like that. The way it, some of it was, was drawn was fantastic. Uh, the way the characters worked with each other were great. They actually, and unlike the, the turtles movies that they've had in the past, these actually acted like teenagers, <laughs> you know, and as kind of like their goofy selves, and it was just a fun, fun film. So uh, I I've heard good things about it. it. I think Crazy Joe said it was good. And uh, who else was reviewing that? Uh, well, I like the Turtles. I've always liked them. Um, they were a little just, after my time. So I knew of them, but I didn't yeah. really get into it. Well, when I, well, I wouldn't say it was for my time, uh, you know, but there's a lot of things I like that I probably was too old for, but I watched Saved by the Bill. <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying uh I know. whose I know. time is it for i don't know but I, I i like the the different iterations even the some of the comics i've got some turtles comics over here uh but the mutant mayhem was was a lot of fun to watch you got to remember i'm right on that borderline of boomer and gen x so <laughs> i'm i'm a stupid old gen x or i'm a stupid young boomer Make yeah but mind. you there's a lot of things you you like and uh that I know that, uh, you know, doesn't really define an age for you. Yeah, but the Turtles definitely had, I mean, when people say, oh, I love the Turtles, it was part of my childhood. I, I was way oh. out of my childhood by that point. Oh, I wouldn't say my childhood. I would just say that they were just a thing. I was like, oh, actually, I think I saw them at uh, at a con- on comics, in, in the comics first. Um, and I thought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was so... Uh, outlandish to read. I was like, 
the oh, the just title the title. Like, the, yeah, the title was, yeah, alone. Yeah, the title first came out. Like, I wanted to. Could you throw any more crazy words together <laughs> to make? Well, yeah, the title drew me in. So I wouldn't say it was part of my childhood because uh, it would have been out of the cartoon would have been out of my childhood. But yeah, or way it passed. All right, before after. The uh, the last one I've got is The Jerk with Steve Martin. It it part of my retro movie watching right now came up on Netflix and I went, "Oh, I really haven't seen this in a while. It's time to watch." And of course, there's all the oh. favorite lines that I recite regularly with my friends, you know, about the special purpose and yes. <laughs> but there were a few new ones that snuck up on that me. That man hates these cans. Right. Die <laughs> gas pumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which isn't so funny after hearing the story about the shooter in Jacksonville today, but um, oh no, no, no the no. Uh, you know want to send out our prayers and, and thoughts to all the people affected by that. The, the the one that caught me off guard this time was when you know the biker chick invites him into his, her messy trailer, yeah, and says, "How about I guess your weight?" Wow, that would be a really cool <laughs> twist. Somebody guessing my weight, I could get your perspective, and then she starts grabbing his buns. Shut up. Yeah. And he says, Oh, you're really trying to get accurate with this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for my wife to say something like that next time. I, I think grab her. I love that scene where he's got the dog and the dog he thinks is telling him to the, the place is on fire. Yeah. And then they get out. He's uh, such a hero. I'm going to call Your you a lifesaver. Is... You shouldn't yeah. call that dog lifesaver. You should call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... We'll stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way uh kyle did clarify that yes it is the turtles were a cg animated but they were trying to you know they kind of fake uh, the um the hand-drawn style so well sounds kind of like a rotoscope for cg but all right no nah, not exactly i'll take no. a, i'll take a look at the trailer and make up a danny hillcrest sketch about it yeah i did <laughs> like the style the, the style i think worked out well it all didn't look like what i like is some of these animated films are taking some uh taking it different directions rather than all looking kind of like you know flat or pixar-y or whatever so they're they're really coming up with some uh really cool stuff all right one more one more yep. story from the geek library so we play the dave dorman theme number one Exactly, Eric's. Well, this is another sensationalized title that the press thought would be fun. Right. Based on, you know, I watched the video and read into the story. It says, has the world's leading alien hunter found extraterrestrial life? What he did, this is, this is Dr. Avi Loeb, who was analyzing a meteor or the particles of a meteor. There was a meteor strike earlier this year that landed, what was it, just off of Papua New Guinea? Splashed mm-hmm. down, broke into a gazillion pieces in a mile, uh, 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 you know, 5,000 feet of water uh, over seven miles. He had to go find these particles that were the size of a grain of sand. And he said, we found 700 of them, which is amazing wow. itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a story in itself. And uh, he was analyzing them and he said, we can definitely say they came from outside our solar system. 
which could mean a meteor, uh, a comet, something that that was far and away, well, literally far and away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no need for a metaphor there. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really get a chemical or a metallurgical analysis out of this article, but um, it, it sounds like, hey, we found something interesting. What does it mean? It doesn't mean Johnny squat about alien life. Yeah. And, and even the interviewer on CNN said, do you think this indicates that the aliens have visited us in the past? I mean, this guy's got like three. <laughs> that was books. a stretch. Yeah. Uh, like, so he, I think he played it safe or at least like a politician and didn't get himself in hot water. He said, look, we're just, we're just analyzing this material and going, yeah, what is it? It's not like it's the wreckage of a spacecraft, but, uh, they did throw in the question from the recent Republican debate where they asked Ron DeSantis about, uh, alien sightings and, and UFOs or UFO sightings and aliens. He goes, Oh, I get the UFO question. I missed that. I watched most of it, but I missed that one. Well, they just what they just had the hearings about it. That's why, right? I think they were bringing it up a yeah. lot of lot of PR about that. So, uh, interesting stuff. If you want to you know, check it out, I didn't know about this impact, and I didn't know about the recovery project. So, cool stuff. Cool stuff. How do you find it? There's little pieces if they're if it broke up. You know, that's amazing to figure out uh, how you metal would go detector. About it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look, I found a wristwatch. Oh, and there's one of those little rocks. You you vacuum up the bottom of the ocean and you sift it through a big screen. He's he's sitting on the uh, edge of the uh, the surf with a pan. You know, try... <laughs> yeah, a little swishing uh, it around like panning for gold. Right. Here's one. Seven, seven years later. All right, we have, uh, that was it for the Geek Library. We are done. We just have a question of the week for you for next time. What instantly ruins a movie slash TV show slash book for you? (laughs) I've got a quick answer. Aside from the people on Facebook just shouting out the spoilers. Right. I've got a, well, that's that's a big one over there. Um, I've got uh, uh, a knee-jerk one real quick. Like when you're watching a movie, Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's on broadcast TV and they dub over the cuss words <laughs> so, that ruins it for you. <laughs> oh, like lip, when you sideways. watch, when you watch the jerk on TBS, he says, come on, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they they on, changed the head. name of the dog. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Cause you, you know, you know exactly what they're saying, but they're like, you know, I oh, like shirt. I yeah. like when you see something that doesn't belong, like it's a production element. Like every once in a while you see yeah, the boom microphone like this. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of creep into the frame. Uh, mic, mic, mic in frame, mic in frame. Or uh, you know, the, the classic reflection of somebody in something like, uh, I can see the director behind the camera, you know. Off, oh, yeah. <laughs> or in a mirror or something. Yeah. yeah. There was a, the classic uh, one in Star Trek The Next Generation where... Uh, yeah, they're walking by this reflective statue or something, and you could see a guy off camera chewing gum. No, oh, <laughs> yes, that's right. I'll tell you one. Um, I was just, I was just watching Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan for the hundred and twelfth time, 
Uh, probably. And when uh, at the end, wait a minute. Spoiler. For Spoiler Wrath of Khan? The Wrath of Khan when uh Kirk runs down to the engine room and and is gonna is talking to uh Spock. And you know, when he reaches over to hit the button uh for the intercom. Yes. Yeah, when he's starting to talk to Spock. There you know, there the way that plexiglass is set up, there's a cylinder that has like a rotating door in there, so you mm-hmm. can you know when you go in. Well what's funny is when he hits that button, you can see there's a gap in there and you can, and you can clearly see Kirk's uniform, his shoulder in it. I'm like, so it's like a hole, you know, it's a, it's a gap. It's not a, that's, that's not like, so much. a yeah, That wouldn't take me out of the movie. No, but I, I was looking at it going, Oh, you know, you can see that it's not a complete wall. It's not. So the little, a little radiation leaked out. That's not bad. <laughs> That's right. They got um what are that um they have positive airflow so it kind of keeps it in. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. All right. I don't think so. All right, that's going to do it for this show. Thank you very much for hanging out with us and listening or watching with yeah. us. We will be doing a live show next week from Dragon Con in company with Clinton Alford from Comedy Forecast, our combined live what? show. Him again? This is the 11th one, Craig. 11th. 11th. At Dragon Con or in general? Together. Well, we've been doing a live show every year since 2005. Yeah. Started out in a hotel room. That's right. Then we we got a stage and then we got a conference room and then we went to Dragon Con and it's just been one happy accident after another. Is that what they call the long tail of podcasting? You kind of go from your hotel room up to a conference room and go on up? Yeah, now we would, going back to the hotel room would be special, wouldn't it? Like, oh, let's have this exclusive audience. Like, yeah, oh, I was thinking of taking a nap, but yeah. <laughs> As many people listening to this podcast do, you can get a hold of us on the listener line. We'd love to hear from you. So suffice it to say, we won't be doing the live broadcast next week for our Labor Day weekend, the first weekend in September, but we will be back shortly after that. Look forward to talking to you. The listener line number again, 707-530-2428. We'd love to hear from you. Call us, leave us a message, say hello, let us know your birthday. Anything like that is fine. Or you can email us, technorama at chuckchat.com. Till then, I probably should have been playing this music all through that. Yeah. Give him a binary high five, Craig. All right. One, zero, one. <laughs> <laughs>